one thing that we've always kept within Ball in our culture is everyone has the same incentive calculation. So we're all we all believe that we're gonna we're behaving like owners every day. And because of that, there's an entrepreneurial spirit and vibe. We hired experts that were retail experts, that were business to consumer experts, and we we sort of left them on their own to do this without being pulled and tethered to uh, the other bigger businesses. Proof of concept, it's tens of millions of dollars. You know, it's several hundred million dollars to stand up the first plant. What you'll see too when you go to Ball Arena, we'll shed light on the truth, um, you know, as it relates to our recycling infrastructure. Welcome to the Proco 360 Podcast. I'm Dave Tabor, hosting Proco 360 because I love Colorado and I love getting to know Colorado's entrepreneurs and leaders and sharing my conversations with them with you. My guests have figured out how to build very successful businesses while being collaborative, enjoying all that Colorado has to offer, and doing that with other talented people who are glad to be here in Colorado. This episode is with Dan Fisher, president of Ball Corporation. Now, many people know that Colorado-based Ball is the world's largest manufacturer of aluminum cans, and the Ball Aerospace Division produces amazing technology for NASA, our military, and the private sector. Dan is leading a new business for Ball, aluminum drinking cups. And what's really interesting to me and what I want to share with you is how Dan is leading this move based on Ball's sense of global purpose around sustainability. And the idea of naming the home of the Avs and Nuggets Ball Arena, well, that supports all of this. That's a lot of what Dan and I will discuss. So, Dan, glad you could join me and Proco 360 listeners via Zoom. Thank you, Dave. It's great to be with you. Love to um, be here to talk about our wonderful ball colleagues and teammates. And, you know, I'll be honest with you, this is, uh, you know, to be on the best Denver podcast for three years running, I'm going to... After we get off here, I'm going to make sure that my mom uh, listens to this, and because uh, <laughs> well, I, I don't think I did such a great job for Mother's Day. Oh, <laughs> she'll she'll love it. And uh, <laughs> by the way, I'm holding up one of these uh, one of these beautiful aluminum cups. And uh, thanks to Bradford for sending it to me. These are these are really good looking. We're going to talk quite a bit about those. But first, you know, your role as president is to create a whole new business for Ball. You know, separate from the massive legacy company making billions of cans every year and sophisticated aerospace projects, you're charged with creating a consumer products company from scratch. I mean, what's the thinking about expanding Ball into a consumer products company that puts its name on an arena? Well, it's it. It's a uh, it's a great question, and it's a journey like this, as you can imagine, doesn't happen overnight. Um, and it really, the impetus around this is has to do probably with a lot of your listeners in the Denver community. Uh, a a low high uh, bar owner uh, reached out to our current CEO and chairman about ten years ago, and said, "Can you all make an aluminum cup?" Because my largest cost of goods for operating a bar is glass and breakage and the insurance associated with that. And so that was the impetus behind the journey that has gotten us to exactly, as you said, this incredibly cool uh, in consumer product that equally delights our, our current customer base. I mean, when you think about the ABIs and the Molson Coors, they, they're in all these 
locations. They buy hundreds upon hundreds of millions of these cups. And so it's been a unique journey to promote the sustainability attributes, obviously of aluminum, uh, and the recognition and acknowledgement around the globe uh, about this innovation, the new experience and what it can do in terms of sustainability stewardship is, it's been, it's been incredible. Well, it, it, to be clear, there are other aluminum cup manufacturers out there, but most of them are either, you know, there are these like $5 and $10 cups that are meant to be reused constantly. The cost of a plastic solo cup is like eight cents. Ball cups are, you know, I don't know if you buy them on Amazon they're around 65 cents. So are they really meant to be thrown in the recycle bin? Are they meant to be kept? You know, you're sort of in this interesting spot, right? It, it is. And we're, and we're wrestling with this. It, it was designed to be single use and given the infinitely recyclable attributes of aluminum uh, to use it over and over and over again, and to kind of candidly displace um, and tap into this anti-plastic sentiment that we're, you're feeling around the world. Um, the economics are different, but the reality is we literally, Dave, just last week became the number one disposable cup uh, purchased on Amazon. So wow. yes, there's a delta in price, but the reality is the end consumers are figuring out it's a different product altogether and it's the right thing to do for the environment. Well, I think, you know, because when I, when I first saw this cup, um, I was at a CU football game, Folsom Field, and I'm like, well, this is so cool. And people, you know, I know you meant for them to be tossed into the recycling bin, but people were hoarding them. They were walking out with these tall stacks of 10 and 20. I think I sent your CEO a picture of these guys taking it. So, so I think customers are buying them not as single-use products, aren't they? There, there's, an as, there's an aspect where you can use them uh, in, a, in a handful of times. And, you know, we're, we're cautious. You get into the uh, business of consumer environment and, you know, you can wash them a certain number. Uh, they're somewhat inconsistent on what that number is. And uh, now you're bringing yeah, in yeah. all the lawyers, et cetera. What can you claim? <laughs> what can you not claim? So, yeah, but yeah. there is a, uh, there's a growing uh, and connective tissue between uh, a limited multi-use product and yeah, a infinitely yeah. recyclable. And in, in aluminum, at least at ball, we look at them as similarly. It's If it's infinitely recyclable, it is reusable. Um, ah, yeah. So it, it's, but, but you're right. People are, people are fond of them. It's a great leave behind. Our yeah. customers have branding opportunities, the arenas, the uh, CU, the nuggets, others are using it for that. So um, it'll, it'll be interesting to see where this goes. There may be another set of product offerings that tap more into uh, multi-use purposes, but right mm -hmm. now what it's been designed for is, more akin to a single yeah, use beverage yeah. consumption. But sure. Stay and, now, tuned. and it all will. And, you know, I'm sure you wouldn't have said that if there wasn't something already in your mind, but that you're not ready to announce. That's fine. So, you know, but this all folds into beautifully into a deep seated commitment to sustainability at ball as a corporate value, right? It is. And I give our CEO and chairman a lot of credit. We, you know, we were actually in, the plastic business multiple times in our uh, in our company's history, and we got out in 2012, and we started to see um, this burgeoning compostable market, the sustainability um, ESG community growing, and uh, we have really leaned into that. We're we're actually even in our aerospace, they've aerospace business. We are sort of the foremost leaders in terms of climate and sensor technology. Um, 
and what's beautiful about this is, you know, I'm bumping up against 50, but the, the young talent uh, and who we're able to draw to ball and to Denver, um, they're excited about, you know, serving a higher purpose. And yeah. I think we can do that in all of our business. And um, that will be good, not only for our community here to bring in these incredibly talented people, but for our business in particular. Well, I mean, this is a startup within a very large company. You know, I mean, a startup with really deep pockets, balls huge. You didn't need to do a Kickstarter campaign. But I mean, how did a big company like Ball decide to actually do this? Not, it's not easy. You're, you're right. 140, we just turned 140 years last year. We got 20,000 employees. Um, the one thing that we've always kept within Ball in our culture is everyone has the same incentive calculation. So we're all, we all believe that we're going to, we're behaving like owners every day. And because of that, there's an entrepreneurial spirit and vibe that we haven't governed and, and increased bureaucracy to the point where we beat it out. And so there's a really, there's still a healthy, innovative mindset. But one thing that we did do was we saw this opportunity. We saw the burgeoning compostable market. We saw the anti-plastic sentiment. And we're like, we can actually make this thing and we can get it to an economic price point that makes sense in a pretty large market. Let's lean into this. Yeah. And as we did that, we hired experts that were retail experts, that were business to consumer experts. And we, we sort of left them on their own mm. to do this without being pulled and tethered to uh, the other bigger businesses so yeah. they could thrive, identify, change on the go um, and, yeah. and create that. Let me, you know, we're talking about reminding listeners first time I'm going to, I'm going to take a quick break here. I'm going to thank our sponsors. But before I do, actually, I want to remind listeners, you know, we're talking about a cup. It's just an aluminum cup, and yet it stands for so much more. Right. And and um, it stands for so much more because it's, it's as you said, it's uh, infinitely recyclable. It's, it's the direction that customers want to go. So I want to talk about that after I remind listeners, this is Proco 360, named Best Denver Podcast, three years running. I'm your host, Dave Tabor, and this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Dan Fisher, president of Ball Corporation, and thanks to our sponsors, First Bank, Kinsley Meetings, and Via Technologies. Also, a big shout out to Digital Frontier Printing, our newest sponsor, Sarah, and the team at Digital Frontier. Thanks for your support. And all my sponsors who support Colorado businesses and entrepreneurs, and they support this show. Also, the Colorado Chamber of Commerce, thank you for your support for me and Proco 360. So the idea that this is, it's a cup, right? Yep. But it stands for so much more. At the end of the day, Dave, you're hitting on something and it's, it became clear as we were working, well, what do we call this? You know, how do we market it? Where, where does it sit on shelf? You know, uh, who are we competing against? All, all of that. And then you've touched on the price point. You know, if you're going to do a direct head-to-head -head correlation with the red guys, well, it's, it's more expensive. If we weren't offering a very different drinking experience for cold beverages, it, the sustainability attributes on its own probably don't, don't create a big enough business model for us really to lean into the way we have. And you know, one of the things that we're communicating, and I think people are picking up on and buying, it's like, it's a better experience. It mm. tastes colder. It feels colder. There's a tactile benefit. 
the mouthfeel, all of these things that uh, are are so foreign so to yeah. So it's kind of a high end. So it's kind of a high end uh, experience cup, right? I mean, it's it it's, is, and so people know they're doing something good for the environment, and they are, uh, and they're having a better experience. So and and, and, and and we're able to tell Dave. We're able to tell this. We're able to tell a very simple story about aluminum and yeah. recycling. It's yeah. like. This is something that is very simple for us to do, and we can make huge differences for our planet and the planet stewardship. Now, listeners, don't worry. In a moment, we're going to talk about Ball Arena because I'm really super curious about (laughs) how you do something like that, how you name uh, an arena that way. But first, you know, it it struck me that I I know you make billions of cans, billions of cans uh, a year, and and millions just in your plant in gold. And every day, it's the the numbers are inconceivable to me, and yet you know, making cups isn't that easy, right? You don't just make a can without a top, right? I mean, was that, what was the investment that had to go into like making the first, the first one that you could become manufacturer, that would have manufacturability? Yeah. Well, first of all, just to proof, proof of concept, it's tens of millions of dollars. Um, It is, it is not insignificant. We did all that work here in, in, um, in Broomfield. Uh, And then stepping into, and this is public information, you know, it's several hundred million dollars to stand up the first plant. And we built that in Rome, Georgia, adjacent to one of our beverage facilities there. So we could get the cross pollination of learnings and culture and training, etc. But yeah, so you're adding this up, you're approaching 300 million once you get to building the brand, commercializing it, all of the investments in people, it's, it's not an insignificant undertaking. Wow, three hundred million to uh, to essentially create a cup that can be uh, so that's a massive investment. All right, let's move on to Ball Arena and how aluminum cups really are about the broader ball purpose. So, explain how that came together. We, I think you touched on it uh, a little earlier. It's like we we first started with this idea and concept, and the early adopter was CU. I give the uh, athletic department there a lot of credit for for being uh, first uh, to experience that and uh, let us test it in a commercial environment. And the next was the Pepsi Center and and the Cronky uh, uh, family there. And so we they were our second uh, venue and second customer. And through those conversations and further understanding, there was a lot of cultural similarities between the environmental stewardship that, uh, you know, Mr. Kroenke has and his belief system, uh, them being early adopters in this, believing in the story and helping to tell that story. Uh, it just so coincided with the the contract and the venue rights coming oh, up. Yeah. Uh, so who approached whom about this? Did you go to them or did they come to you and say, let's do this? Yeah, they came, they came to us. And as you, as you can imagine, Dave, people know us pretty well in, in Denver. So this was not about a naming rights on a facility, uh, but the Cronky uh, Sports and Entertainment Group is the largest in the world. So when you when you pull in SoFi Stadium and when you pull in Arsenal and the Emirates Stadium in <clears throat> London, now you're able to have a canvas to paint a picture and tell the aluminum story across the globe. And that's when it really started to make sense. And we both creatively got the juices flowing and they, mm. you know, they're leaning into, you know, candidly an all aluminum, uh, cold beverage environment 
in a lot of these facilities. And uh, it's been a great partnership and it's allowing us then to further tell the sustainability stewardship story of Ball. Uh, it's a great recruiting vehicle and, get, uh, and it gets yeah. us closer to our hometown and uh, in a bigger, broader way. So really you get two benefits uh, or you mentioned even more, but you know, these, there's certainly the exposure to millions of fans live and on TV. Right. And people that become now, which unfortunately we haven't seen that with COVID overstarting. Yeah. You'll start to get that. And then, and then, uh, you know, you're actually using the, the venue to support the sustainability cause, right? I mean, you're using it uh, to drive change and behavior of the, the fans who go, correct? That's, that's exactly right. I, what you'll see, too, when you go to Ball Arena, we'll shed light on the truth, um, you know, as it relates to our recycling infrastructure and candidly, some of the disappointing numbers that we have, not only in the country, but in our state. We, we are, we're kind of in the bottom quartile of states in terms of our willingness and ability to recycle. And, you know, let's tell that story. Let's be honest about it. And let's do something about it. And it's not that hard with aluminum is the bottom line. You're listening to ProCo 360. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. And this is the show featuring entrepreneurs who could be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. I'm speaking with Dan Fisher, president of Ball Corporation. Go to ProCo 360 to subscribe to the newsletter, read my blog, link to sponsors and catch the books I'm listening to on Audible. And don't forget to rate ProCo 360 in your app when you finish the episode. Dan Bradford Walton, your director of communication, said you have a vision that Ball would be a category voice and a voice of an industry. I mean, those are both big ambitions. How do you look at that? Yeah, and, and I agree. And it's something that we continue to step into, um, especially in and around aluminum. And so when about four years ago, we we made a pretty significant game-changing acquisition for us. We acquired uh, our largest competitor. And at that time, we really leaned into being the industry leader. And I think some of the things that we need to do is recognize that we need to be telling the story of aluminum uh, as the best steward for the environment in terms of beverage packaging. Uh, and we've furthered that through investment and creation of new products. We've been talking about the cup today. And that's opened a lot of doors, not only further uh, opening discussions and dialogue with our current customer base, but you know we're having conversations with Target. We're having conversations with Walmart. They have a deluge of plastic on their shelves. Yeah. And they really don't know the aluminum story. So it gives us the opportunity to step into talking about that in a very real and practical way. Let me push back on that. Everybody everybody knows the aluminum story. They just don't want to sell something that's 65 cents versus eight cents, right? Well, that's in one particular item, but it's not, it's nowhere near that in everything else, right? Keep in mind, we're, we're standing that up and the price point doesn't reflect the cost necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I think it's, there's parts of this, like we, and we have to attract and ensure that the profit pools there, but there's also an element of if it's the wrong thing to do, it doesn't matter how cheap yeah. it is. Yeah. And I think yeah. end consumers are waking up to that and the carbon footprint uh, analysis and stories and what we're all trying to do and setting targets and science-based goals will allow us to, you know, tell the story. Somebody's going to pay for cleaning up the earth. Uh, so Yeah. But and we can do it. We can do it 50 cents a time right now by using, you got it. Products, right. You got and, it. and by the way, these are such beautiful, they're such a beautiful product. They feel good in your hand and you can print on them. So I could see the endless 
opportunities for, you know, giveaways, sponsors, brand recognition, all kinds of things with it, right? I mean, th- that must be And that's off. why, it, and Dave, you, you make an excellent point. That's why the cost is different because that is a billboard to print and advertise on. So as we're selling it, you know, folks are using it as a branding mechanism. Ah, yeah. So any of these big box stores could put their own brand on it or whomever else it. would like to. Yeah, that's a great opportunity. The um, You have a tagline, the future is in your hands, recycle it. Uh, I know that's going to be prevalent within the arenas that you're within ball arena and other places, but, you know, can you live into that? I, I think it's a, what we're trying to do in the simplest way, and there'll be media campaigns and communication and people a lot smarter and more creative than me telling a story, but you walk into a cold store channel today and you can pick up the same beverage in one substrate versus aluminum. And when you make that decision and you make it in a conscious way, you can impact the future by that decision. And it is as simple as that. The aluminum story, to your point, we all know it, but sometimes we need to be reminded it's easy to make a difference every single day in every decision we make. Yeah. And, you know, that reminds me sort of this, as you're building a massive brand, it's for a new audience uh, who isn't used to this product. And, but in general, I think our audience has become, especially the younger audiences have become almost fixated on, on authenticity. And it seems like this is an amazing opportunity to live for people to do something small, to live into a sense of being authentic to themselves. You will be found out in a hurry if you're faking it. And if your story and the science doesn't back it up, you, there's, there's no upside in short-term success because uh, we don't want to find ourselves on the Wall Street Journal uh, tomorrow with uh, a bunch of you know folks being exited of the building because we didn't tell the truth on a product. It, there's yeah, no upside yeah. to that. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it seems. I, and by the way, I tell many people I am such a fan of Ball uh, as a Colorado-based company, and all of this, this whole new uh, business, the new brand visibility, uh, it's all happening from within Colorado. So. You know, Ball's an international company, though. So how does the, what's the role of Colorado in this global business? Well, this is where, this is the, the headquarters of all of our businesses, uh, our, our four platforms. You know, we have an aerosol business. We've got the, the new cups business, beverage business, and aerospace. And innovation centers are here. So we're going to develop, we're going to win and lose based on the success and the quality of the employee base and uh, how we are able to attract talent because of Denver. Um, right now, it, it could, we, we couldn't be in a more uh, uh, fantastic position with regard to that. Um, it's an expensive place. There's not a lot of houses. Yeah, yeah. But apart from that, uh, you know, that's how Colorado wins with ball, and that's how ball wins because of Colorado. Yeah. Well, last question for you, and I just I do love these cups. And what should we be watching for next? Well, you, you, you'll see uh, many more sizes mm. so that you can consume all the various beverages <laughs> that uh, you want to yeah. uh, that are legally confined to a certain metric system. Uh, and so we'll continue to do that. But listen, it is clear that there is opportunities for us to continue to tap into the anti-plastic sentiment and grow uh, aisle by aisle within yep. 
all the retail outlets and promote and sell aluminum. Uh, there's innovation that's required to, to move into some of these products, but you'll continue to see us lean into what we're having success in and all of our business are growing, Dave. And so we've got so much on our plate right now in our core and existing businesses that our future is quite bright for both yeah, the medium yeah. and the long term. Um, but we'll continue to innovate. Yeah, Ball's got a reputation. I mean, where everybody knows Colorado is a big state for craft beer. Ball's got a great reputation for partnering with with even some of the smaller craft beer companies to to move beer into the can into the canned world. And you know, I, I remember not long ago, fewer than ten years ago, beer that was served in a can was considered cheap, and now the finest craft beers are being served in cans. I think that's a tremendous shift. Yeah, and there, there's a lot there's a lot of science that has to do with it. I mean, the largest craft brewer, uh, you know, over a decade ago, their CEO is, is quite a uh, <laughs> is quite a public figure. Said he, he would never, you know, shift into cans, and uh, I think they have about forty percent of their portfolio ah. today that that's in cans. So yeah. it's portable. It's they're, they're, I think the more active lifestyle in Colorado also promotes. It's like you can't take you can't take glass in a lot of recreational uh, yeah, areas. Yep. You know you can't take it on a camping trip in some places. Yep. Yeah. So now we're going from from aluminum cans. We've got aluminum cups. I encourage listeners if you haven't already purchased one or seen them, you can get them all kinds of places now, and they're really cool. So let's wrap up with that, Dan. Thanks very much for joining me and sharing with us the, the whole story of the aluminum cup and ball arena. By the way, you didn't tell me how much that cost. <laughs> we're, not, we're not going to publicly disclose that. <laughs> uh, I, I, clearly it was a great deal for both sides. Let's leave it there. Well, good. All right. We'll wrap on that. I'm your host, Dave Tabor. Today on Proco 360, you've been listening to my conversation with Dan Fisher, president of Ball Corporation. Dan, thanks. I thought I might, I thought I might trick you into telling me what that cost. I'm still curious. Maybe, no, thank uh, you, Dave. It's good to be with you. <laughs> Listeners, thanks for joining me on Proco 360, where we say live, work, love Colorado, because you and I and my guests can be successful anywhere and choose Colorado. You make the show successful by subscribing to the Proco 360 podcast and submitting a review. Thanks again to show sponsors, First Bank, Kinsley Meetings, Via Technologies, Digital Frontier Printing, and the Colorado Chamber of Commerce. That's the show, Live, Work, Love Colorado.